You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPEA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number 68 of FPA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and we are so glad that you're choosing to listen in today. I am with my good friend, Connie Albers, and Connie is the author of the new book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. This has a foreword now by Michael Ferris of Alliance Defending Freedom, and he was also the co-founder of Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And Connie has also been working in the social media uh, world since 2009 and is currently working for Social Media Examiner at the Social Media Marketing World Conference in San Diego. That is a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Connie will be the Saturday keynote speaker at the FPA annual convention this year. We're very excited about that. Um, Connie, Tell me a little bit about your new book. Well, Suzanne, thank you for having me. I love being together with you. We always have so much fun, and I love being with my FPEA friends. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I just love FPEA. Yeah, I, I love talking about all things teens and social media and things like that. But the, the thing you'd asked me about is about my book, Parenting Teens Beyond the Rules. How did that come to be? Well, as a mother of five, I navigated the social media jungle um, for many years. And I started to see, you know, we've worked with, my husband and I have worked with teens for about 25 years now and I started learning and listening to what were they saying what was working what wasn't working in their home and then God just laid it on my heart to start writing about it so in 2012 I felt like this was something I needed to start writing it was lessons learned the hard way many times (laughs) and so out of that all those notes came this book that is being um, published by Nav Press and Tindo House is also helping with the production and distribution of it all. So I'm really excited because so many parents dread the teen years, right? You right, hear this all right. the time. Oh, if I could just get through the teen years. Well, I'm I'm that voice that's saying, no, the teen years are to be celebrated, not to be dreaded. Exactly. Exactly. And I have some that I've already gotten through that yes. senior period. <laughs> and it really is. You want to embrace it. It's a very special time of um, your experience in raising children. It really, truly is. But it can be daunting, especially the first time around. Um, So let me ask you, why do you think this message is especially important? for today? Like, why now? Well, frankly, because the, when we were teenagers, we lived in a very different culture. Absolutely. And, and oftentimes people have said, oh, if you're over the age of 30-something, then you don't understand technology and social media. And if you're under <laughs> that 30... That might be right. Yeah, that <laughs> might be true. Except um, these these young people, these teenagers, they, they get it quicker. Mm-hmm. They understand. It changes. I know um, oftentimes you think you've mastered something or you've put up a filter 
user, you've put up a password, and two seconds later, they've changed the password. Yeah. Or they have found the workarounds. They're just brilliant at exactly. fi figuring out how to get around all our safety features. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just started observing what was going on in social media uh, because of my work, and I saw how marketers were using the the power of it. And as we've right. seen now, there is truly power yes. with technology. So, you know, to kind of uh, why this message is so important is because there are over 63 million teenagers it, just in North America. And then mm. there's another 60 some million in Canada. And I started doing the numbers and I'm realizing I'm looking at our culture. I'm looking what's happening in society. And I'm going, wait a minute. If we could just reach, if parents could just get a picture, if a vision of what those years could actually look like, of what those teenagers could be shaped and formed and molded into, what a different culture we would have. Right. And that has been my driving compelling force is let's help these millions of parents Understand, we can celebrate it, we can equip our kids, they can learn how to navigate society and culture without being eaten alive on social media. And that is, that's kind of this compelling message that God's used to drive everything that we're, we're doing right now. Right. And, you know, it gets to be kind of hard to parent teens in today's culture. And, you know, given what our present culture looks like, what practical advice do you have that you can give parents? Well, you know, when we talk about specifically, we, you and I talked uh, off air about social media right. and why that's so important. And I, I speak and I'll be speaking at the convention also yes. on social media. Absolutely. So beyond the keynote, there'll be that those other topics. But what parents, um, I, I, I kind of talk about technology in this way. Technology is neutral. Wouldn't mm -hmm. you agree? Pretty much, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not really technology isn't good or evil. It's what's done with it. Correct. So there are obviously some bad actors, and yes. they they do some things that we would rather they not do. Mm. Um, but technology is neutral, uh, and I have to also say that the internet isn't safe. I mean, it's not safe for us. It's not safe for our children. Right. But that doesn't mean we can stay away from it or avoid it. So what I like to do is help parents have some tools and tips and resources that they can use to um, help their children create what I call a positive social footprint. I mean, we know, and you were talking to me earlier, mm -hmm. I mean, what was it one of the colleges told you that they use... They're these children, these teenagers' social media profile oh, yeah. to do what? You were, we were talking they absolutely, about absolutely. They look at the social media profile to determine if they're going to be good students in the sense of, you know, not having um, a lot of issues with their character and what kind of things they focus on, what kind of things they've been involved in. And, you know, I think it tells them a lot about who this kid is that may be moving on to their campus. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, over 50% of colleges now look at your students' social media profile mm -hmm. or their online presence right. to determine if they're going to accept them in their school. Because the bottom line is schools want students that are going to make them look good. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is employers do the same thing. Right. You know, they want right. students that are that get it, they understand the world of technology, they're mm -hmm. not totally oblivious to it, but that they're not out there you know, um, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of different words I wanted to say to describe that, that they're out there making a difference for 
and bettering something. Right. So let me give an example. Let's just say uh, I was talking with someone today and they were talking about their child is really passionate about adoption. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to get parents to understand is when you're helping your child create a positive social footprint, help them find something that they really are passionate about. It could be cats. Let's save the cats. Or I have a friend who's really passionate about pugs, Mm -hmm. the the dogs, (laughs) and the pug society, which I didn't know existed. But, or adoption, or human trafficking. Like, both of my daughters were very involved in trying to create awareness for human trafficking. Right. So you take the power of social media, the power of technology, and you can help your children streamline and funnel that natural curiosity of what is it like I want to be seen, I want to be known, I want to be heard. Mark Schaefer is uh, an online marketer, and he's, he's written some great books. And one of the, the big topics that we all know is, you know, we're designed for relationships, right? Your right, kids right. want to, I know your kids, mm-hmm. they buzz around the conference, they're saying hi to everybody, <laughs> they're helping everybody. Yep. You know, they, they, they want a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, teenagers want a relationship, just like us. Yeah. So they look for the device to connect with so so they can have some form of do you see me mm-hmm. do you hear me and if you equip them to funnel that in a positive direction then they're not making that social footprint that is like scary to the, the to their future right. right but shows that they've been positive and action-minded and you know other good characteristics that you want people to see right still in them yeah and and one, then that gives you an opportunity to grow your relationship with your child. Right. They start to trust you mm-hmm. because then they're saying, hey, you kind of understand. I read a chapter in the book about understanding their world. Right. You know, that is the world they're growing up in. And, and we can't uh, keep them from it, especially, mm-hmm. you know, as we talk about different apps. Uh, there are some good apps right. and there are some bad apps. But I'm going to say again, there are all, none of it is safe. From right. being hurt or harmed um, or stalked or bullied. So know that that's what I'm communicating. Mm-hmm. But out of all of those, some are safer than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we, you know, Facebook has had a lot of trouble. You know, our data is being mined. Right. But as you and I know, we can tell Alexa to go, Alexa, turn on this, do that. <laughs> They're data mining us anyway. You know, the minute right. we do a Google search, the next time we open something, lo and behold, there's an ad for right. the product we were just looking and it's on sale, lo and behold. <laughs> so, I mean, we're not stopping the data mining, but what we do need to be aware of is that in the apps world, if the app is developed in the United States, mm-hmm. they do have to comply with U.S. law um, versus an app that could be developed in a another country. They don't have to adhere to the same kind of laws, which means there can be bad actors can kind of get in there and do a little bit more mining or interacting or setting up fake accounts, luring our children. Uh, There's a lot of anonymous apps. So some of the apps that I've kind of put in, if if your children are going to, if you are going to help your children learn how to navigate the world of social media and online technology, LinkedIn is one. Mm -hmm. I I do encourage, if your child is over, you know, 13, I do encourage, 14, I encourage them to do LinkedIn. Help them learn that 
These are tools that can help them excel in their career, can get them a job, can get them a promotion, maybe can get them into a nonprofit that they want to be involved in. Right. But it starts developing their mind that this is just a tool and, the res and a resource in our hands that we can use to create awareness and visibility for our resumes and for our goods and services. Right. That's um, a good idea. Yeah. I don't hear many people talk about teenagers yeah, in that, in that yeah. light. Yeah, but right. it's it's great. And it's great. LinkedIn just started this new thing. I don't know how well it's going to go, but they are allowing video. And we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah. marketers are always looking for innovative ways to get in front of the customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in our case, whether that's the homeschooling community or that's, you know, book sales, whatever. Like for me, with wanting to reach parents of teenagers, there's a lot of different um, things that we can use and ways that we can use it um, that are tips and tools and, and uh uh, strategies that can work. Right. The other one would be Facebook. Now, Facebook, mm -hmm. we've already seen. Facebook has gotten themselves in trouble, partly because it's grown into a mammoth beast. Once you've created something, how do you contain and control it? Right. Right. That's a hard one. However, if you teach your parents, now most kids will say, oh, that's grandma's app. It it still may be grandma's app, but grandma's the one that has the money that buys. So if your child mm -hmm. has a product or a service that they're offering, yeah. Facebook is certainly the place they would want to be that's because right. grandma's going to look for who their friends recommend. Right. You know, we right. still, your kids will even tell you, they'll, they'll ask their friend, um, I'm looking for something. Who do you recommend? Or what company should I buy such and such from? Or which pair of shoes should I wear? Right, right. Um, so I, I still recommend them. And they're putting more and more safety features. You just got to be careful. But they're they're trying to create um, a, a marketplace type ed experience. Right. Um, and it is U.S. based. Mm -hmm. Out of the top five apps, Facebook owns four of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to remember that's Facebook, that's WhatsApp, that's Instagram, that's um, uh, in, so, uh, Messenger. Okay, yeah. And that is, um, I totally went blank on the fifth one, <laughs> Facebook. Facebook, yeah. So the fifth one that mm -hmm. isn't owned is Snapchat. Okay. They don't know. That's the top five. And you mm -hmm. know what the top two search engines are, of course, Google and YouTube. Right. Well, why is that? Because kids can pretty much... Google anything they want to know. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't need us like they used to. I, right. You know, my Different daughter world. wanted to. Right. So Different if your world. kids wants to say, and you could probably think of your daughter, she wants to know how to bake something. What does she do? Yeah. Types it in <laughs> and she's got, she can scroll through, you know, 1,500 <laughs> recipes. She doesn't have right. to come in and say, hey, mom, what's that? Where's that recipe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one thing that, that they, our teens can't get through social media even though they think they're having this sense of relationship, they can't get the true connection that you get from a right. human. Right. So that's why when I talk about creating a positive social footprint, mm -hmm. it's something you can come alongside your teen with. They see that you're interested in what their world right. is and that you're trying to help them, not trying to control them. Right. right. So you've got the um, so you got Facebook, Instagram, of course, LinkedIn. Um, Twitter, Twitter's, Twitter's its its own little beast. Um, mm -hmm. Twitter's funny because kids really do use that for real time news. I mean, mm -hmm. they don't have to read it in a book anymore. They just take it, type in, okay, what's going on in the news in my city, and they can tell you if there was a school shooting right up the road, or if there was a burglary or an accident, and they right. get it real time. So right. that's the that's the power mm -hmm. that is at our kids' fingertips. 
Yeah, that's a little scary sometimes, but it's very true. It can I mean, be. It's just, and the it's thing true. we didn't talk about is the hidden apps, the ones that the parents don't even realize, the calculator app that right. hides behind the actual calculator icon on your smartphone that kids mm. hide information on or rumors or yik yak or kicks. You know, these, these apps that kids are being rewarded for starting rumors. Um, each school district has their own app and you can start a rumor about one of the kids in, in the school and, and they can get ranked and become quite popular for being mean. It's kind yeah, of like the old taking, Mean Girls it's movie. It's taking bullying to a whole new level, right? Oh, and it is. It's really, it's incredible to think, I think the stress too, that with those types of apps and with that going on, that our kids are dealing with that we may not even know about because it is, they're the hidden apps and they're not talking to us about them, you know? And that goes back to the relationship that you're talking about here yeah. that we need to build and have with our, with our kids. So they will talk to us about it. So that is, um, that's important. You know, and I think that, that you do a great job of talking about building relationships. I think kid, I think kids, parents, you know, we there was a time back when I began homeschooling because I've homeschooled for 21, I homeschooled all five kids for 21 years. I've been in the homeschooling movement now for 28 years. Mm -hmm. So I've watched it morph and change. And there was a time where we could somewhat protect our kids. You know, right. we could yeah. we could kind of create our own play groups and friends and stuff. That that doesn't exist the way it used to. No. And therefore it requires Suzanne, like you have to do with your kids probably more than you did with your older children. Mm -hmm. A lot more listening. A lot more listening. Right? Yes, this is hearing true. hearing the little conversations, the subtle mm -hmm. words that they say. Um, the reasons why they need to check their Facebook account. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if your children have Facebook. But a lot of times, wh why when they're texting, who are they texting? Oh, well, what's going on with so-and-so's life? And, and, you know, I often do these conversations in the car. And you keep your face straight forward so they don't see your eyes dilating right. or constrict <laughs> when they say something. Exactly. Or you have the conversations at night when the lights are kind of dim mm -hmm. so they can open up and tell you maybe something they're concerned about. Maybe right. somebody has bullied them. Um, teen suicide and attempted suicide is on the rise. Mm -hmm. And that's because these teens are realizing, where can I escape? Yeah. There is no place. There's no safe place. And I think the beauty, one of the benefits and the beauties of homeschooling is your children are going to be influenced by someone. And I say, Will it be you? Yeah. Will that's you what, be the influence? And you can be. You can be. That's what we pray for. And that's what we, I think we all desire that. But, you know, it does get a little bit scary when you're entering the teen years. Because it does seem like you're dealing with a new whole person. And sometimes you, know, you almost are when hormones kick in. But, you know, you feel that way. And I think that it's just so crucial to really grasp the importance of this relationship and yeah. continuing it uh, on into and through the teen years because often that's what you see a parent who's got a good relationship and feels like they have that and it kind of gets lost. And, you know, that's what I feel like we're striving to say, stop and, and take it back and embrace it and, 
you know, being strong yeah. on the other side of it. I mean, you have to realize, didn't we just have like National Unplug Day? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anybody <laughs> unplugged, but <laughs> we're at a time in our society where we're actually totally having different. to have a National Unplug Day because that's, that's just prevalent. We go in a restaurant, uh, we go to a theme park, and we're spending all this money at a theme park, and people are walking around missing the beautiful architecture <laughs> because they're wanting to make sure they, you know, check in and what's happening on Facebook. They don't, they're fear of missing out or Snapchat right. um, or some of the other apps that are available out there, uh, we we do experience FOMO and we do end up missing out because we're trying to check in and we're missing out on what is present mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what is before us. And, you know, one of the things we talked about, Suzanne, is is and how do you stay present and, and when you're busy? I mean, let's face it, we are all right. full. Our schedules are maxed beyond, out, right? Yeah, beyond full. Mm-hmm. But your teenagers... They need accessibility. They need you to set realistic expectations of your relationship with them because they're starting to want freedom. Yeah. And they start pushing back on the rules. So the whole premise of the book of parenting beyond the rules, because I do talk about what do you do when what your kids are facing, you know, because it starts with the observation. And in order to observe what's going on, it requires... Um, paying attention, mm-hmm. you know, intentionality. And as and they, we're so distracted. We can be. Yeah, yeah we can be. And mm-hmm. I often say to parents, if what you tell me you want when your children are 20, and that's for them to call you and say, hey, mom, what time is dinner on Thanksgiving? Or are right. we having a birthday gathering for dad or, you know, for so-and-so? Um, if we want that to happen, when they're that age, we have to start building that in now mm-hmm. um, instead of you, on the other hand, saying, are, you, you are coming for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can guilt them, but we don't want to parent out of guilt. No. Uh, we want to parent out of a place where they know um, it's safe. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you if, if I have been bullied, if somebody is threatening me, if something has happened, if I have stumbled into a site that I really wish I wouldn't have seen, but I can't now, I just can't keep myself from going back to take a few more peeks Right. that they know that you are that safe person mm-hmm. that will talk to them and help them through it. And so when they have a purpose of using social media, using online technology for good, mm-hmm. and they're very focused in that, then they feel a sense of significance. Yeah. What I'm doing matters. And we know that this generation of young people, more than anything, they want to make a difference. Right. Right. And they are. They're going to one way or one way or the other. Yeah. And I think that the better we can equip them to do that in a positive way, yeah. the more they're gonna be satisfied with the tools that they have, yeah, you know, accessibility too. So let me ask you this one last question. How do you hope that your message is going to resonate with your readers? I want parents to know that the teen years are more than to be um, survived or dreaded, mm-hmm. that the remaining years that they have can be some of their best years because each child is uniquely designed with skills, strengths, and talents. Right. And we have a front row seat. We have the opportunity to help them discover who they are, what they have available, where they can use that in the marketplace, how they can use that for furthering the kingdom of God. 
where um, where can their message best be heard? Mm-hmm. That this message is truly a message of hope. It's birthed out of <laughs> raising five children and <laughs> and working with teens for 20 years. Um, I want to offer them. I want parents to be able to keep the heart of their teen in a world that's trying to steal it away. Well, that is so appreciated. I tell you, from a parental perspective, having raised three who are adults and have children, and two that I'm still raising, um, that's the most important thing. You want to keep their hearts, you know, and I can attest to that. But I just want to thank you so much for coming and being here today. Uh, we're really looking forward to having you at the convention. Again, is the Saturday keynote. So if you want to hear Connie speak in person, definitely there and several other times on the weekend. I can tell you the schedule is online for oh, all of your talks. Um, You can pre-order Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. Um, And where is that that they can pre-order that right now? Well, you can pre-order it on Amazon, uh, Nav Press. Uh, You can get it at, uh, you can pre-order it at Target, Barnes & Noble. It's basically everywhere books are sold. Okay. Um, Books a Million. Uh, indie books. So it's it's really going to be, a, you know, we're praying that God uses it to impact many, many, many parents and um, that lives are changed and families are strengthened. That's yeah. the goal. So it releases on April 3rd. So if you pre-order now, you'll get it in and around April 3rd. So that's not very far that's away. That's fantastic. And this is a fantastic book. I, I didn't say this ahead of time, but I've been on the launch team, so I've had a chance to go ahead and read. <laughs> I know that doesn't seem that. fair. <laughs> so it is really, it is a fantastic book. It's a great book. And I really, what I hope is that every parent who needs to hear this message uh, will find this book and be encouraged by it and be equipped. Um So I just want to say thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again in May. And for those of you who are joining us today, if you're considering homeschooling, or maybe you're already fully engaged, remember this. FPEA is your source for all of your Florida homeschooling needs. You can check out our website, www.fpa.com, for exciting opportunities and valuable resources. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, or Instagram for other great ideas and tidbits that are sure to help you as you create your customized homeschool journey. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.